Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'm calling it the wild and wacky world of podcasts. You got all these different ball players with their own podcasts. They go on these other podcasts and say some wild things. So we'll break it all down, guys. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so it's your boy GD back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And, you know, it's a lot of off-season news that has taken place since we last talked. Jalen Brown breaking the bank, plus other news items as well. But I want to start with the wild and wacky world of podcasts, which is ironic because you're now listening to a podcast with yours truly The way I kind of work is, I'm taking you behind the scenes here. I do an amount of research, I create an outline, and then I just expound from that outline. So that's kind of how I operate. But I'm going to take a line from Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, when he says, Everybody has a podcast. And it seems like that's true in the NBA just about. Everybody has a podcast. From your former players like Shaquille O'Neal, of course, he has the big podcast with Shaq. And that's a pretty popular one. Also, you have J.J. Reddick's podcast, Old Man and Three. Even Dr. J. Julius Irvin, he has one called House Call with Dr. J. Then you have Gilbert Arenas. Now, he's a hot guy in terms of the podcasting. He has one called No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. And then Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, they have one called Ticket in the Truth. So that's your former players. And you got your current players with podcasts. Of course, Draymond Green, he has his podcast, The Draymond Green Show. Now you have Paul George. He has one called Podcast P with Paul George. And he has other hosts as well. Patrick Beverly, of all people, of course. You know, he has one now, the Pat Bev Podcast. And then you have former players who go on these different other shows, like a Jeff Teague. He went on Club 520. He was actually pretty funny on there. So you have that. Draymond Green, he goes on other people's podcasts. In fact, he went on Pat Bev's podcast. In fact, that's the one I'm going to start with. So, let's get into it. Now, Draymond Green, of course, he goes on the Pat Bev podcast. And, of course, Patrick Beverly, being who he is, asks him about the punch Draymond Green gave to Jordan Poole. And this is what he said in terms of the punch. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time. And usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast to that degree you know what i'm saying like this is a team ain't nobody on my team triggering me in an instance you know we know stuff that you don't say amongst men we know things that you have to stand on so basically to draymond's pretty much putting the ball in jordan Poole's court i guess what he's trying to say is 
Jordan antagonized him so much so that he had no other recourse but to punch the guy. Draymond, Draymond. You know going on somebody's podcast, especially a Patrick Beverly, he's going to goad you into this topic. Instead of taking the high road, which I think you should have did, to be honest, you go for the low-hanging fruit, and you, of course, answers. And, of course, with him answering this, this elicits a response from not only Jordan Poole, but Jordan Poole's father. He goes on Twitter, and this is what he says on Twitter. I'll kind of clean it up. I'm staying on this. This is some BS. That's some BS rapper. JP was his guy and he avoided me all last year. He is as soft as B. And I'm standing on this. And he didn't apologize to me and my wife. So he lame and me and him can meet anywhere he want. So you had people saying, why is the dad getting involved? His son is a grown man. He should be able to handle his own business. I'm put it to you like this. You see this video go viral of your child being hit by another man or adult or what have you. Of course you're going to be livid about it. And for anybody to say, no, I'll let my child handle it. That's a load of crap. You know and I know you're going to react. Maybe not in this same vein as Jordan's father, but you're going to react. So for people to say... Oh, he should keep out of it. No, no. That's unrealistic. Let's put it that way. But again, I come back to Draymond. Draymond, you should be wiser to know not to answer. See, the whole thing, this thing ain't going to die down. And then remember, well, the schedule hasn't come out yet, I'm sure. We're in the month of August, so I'm going to gauge probably about mid-August we'll get the full schedule. And of course, I'll break it down like I do every year. But Draymond has to be smarter. He has to be smarter in dealing with these sort of questions here. And there's already kind of questions about him. And even on that podcast, he talked about his new teammate, Chris Paul. How, you know, in the past, they didn't get along. See how the locker room situation happens with him. Because Chris Paul himself is a leader. So he's coming into a situation here. But you already got leadership in Draymond Green, so it'll be interesting to see if those two bump heads in that regard. And then you have the young guys in the locker room, who many of whom are still on this roster. They witnessed what happened with the Draymond Green stuff, so it's just going to be an interesting situation in Golden State. Well, you don't have Jordan Poole in the locker room now, so I will be interested to see how the season progresses with that situation there they put all their eggs in the Draymond Green basket everybody was behind him in terms of your star players were behind him and they kind of pushed Jordan Poole over a cliff kind of making him the fall guy so we'll see what happens during the season so so that's one bit of news coming out of podcasts let me talk about next bit of news Dwayne Wade man this guy is like catching strays from everywhere and I don't even understand the reason why. Here he is living his best life. He just became part owner of the Chicago Sky. He's less than two weeks away from a Hall of Fame induction. Of course, he's going in with Dirk Nowitzki, as well as Tony Parker, 
Greg Popovich, the coach, as well as Becky Hammond and others. And then you have these couple of guys making their statements. First of all, let's deal with Paul Pierce. You know, I have no love for this man. He's, it's something about him just grates my nerves. So, Paul Pierce rehashes a four-year-old subject. So, he brought it up again on Cameron's show. I'm using air quotes for show because he doesn't like to call it a podcast. It's a podcast, so I don't know who Cameron is fooling. But anyway, on the show called It Is What It Is, Paul Pierce goes on there and he rehashes the whole him being better than Dwayne Wade as far as offensive players so forth. And he claims that he too would have had multiple championships if he was in Dwayne Wade's situation. And that he's the much better offensive talent than Dwayne Wade. And back then, I loved it when my guy, Jalen Rose, brought out the receipts on him to show him how out of touch he was in regard to him comparing himself with Dwayne Wade. So, since I don't have Jalen Rose here as a guest, I will do the honors in pulling out the receipts just to let Paul Pierce know how crazy that talk is. Here's what I give Paul Pierce. I give him this. He's the better three-point shooter of the two. Hands down. Dwayne Wade in his career, only 549 three-point goals made. Paul Pierce... He actually quadruples that. Over 2,100 three-point goals made. In fact, 2,143 to be exact. So, I grant you that. You were the better three-point shooter. I get you that. In your 19 years in the league, you amassed 26,397 points. Dwayne Wade, with three less years than you, playing 16 years, over 23,000 points, you had three more seasons to amass 3,000 more points. So I call that a kind of a split. Oh, by the way, Dwayne Wade in one of the seasons did lead the entire league in scoring. Paul Pierce, you did not. And then there's this. Paul Pierce is mainly a small forward. Dwayne Wade is mainly a shooting guard. And then at points in his career, he was a point guard. So you're talking about two different positions anyway. So I don't even understand why you're comparing yourself with him rather than another small forward. But I digress. But we'll entertain Paul Pierce's lunacy for a moment. Ten-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, once on the second team, three times on the third team. Dwayne Wade... 13 times an All-Star. Oh, by the way, in one of those All-Star games, he got the MVP award. Eight times All-NBA. Twice on the first team. Three times on the second team. Three times on the third team. So, yeah, yeah, not looking so good. And, oh, by the way, Dwayne Wade made All-Defensive Team three times. He made the second team All-Defensive Team. So, there's that feather in this cap. Your one championship, you did win finals MVP, so we give you that. Dwayne Wade, three times a champion, 
and won finals MVP. So he's up in terms of the ring count. Your career average, 19.7 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.3 steals. Dwayne Wade, 22 points per game he averaged. So you're talking about over two points higher per game. 4.7 rebounds. That's fine, given that Dwayne Wade is 6'4", and Paul Pierce is 6'7". 5.4 assists, and one and a half steals per game. So, he has that advantage there. Shooting from the field, Paul Pierce at only 44.5% from the field, whereas Dwayne Wade, 48% from the field. So, Dwayne Wade was much more efficient. Three-point range, of course, Paul Pierce is going to best him in that category. 36.8% to Dwayne Wade's 29.3%. We all understand Dwayne Wade was not the three-point shooter that Paul Pierce was. And from the free throw line, over 80% for Paul Pierce, 76.5% for Dwayne Wade. So there's that. Highest MVP finish, I like including this when comparing players. Paul Pierce, the highest he's ever gone in terms of the MVP race, 7th. Highest MVP finish for Wade, 3rd. So, he has that over him. Again, I say all that to say, Paul Pierce, what are we doing here? You're bringing up an old argument, and again, Dwayne Wade, shooting guard. You small forward, so... I don't even understand comparison anyway. And heaven knows you're not going to try and compare yourself to LeBron. Don't, don't even go there because that's actually the small forward. But I digress. That's a story for another day. So that's Paul Pierce and his nonsense. Now we go to Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague, like I said, he went on the Club 520 podcast. And he turns out to be a pretty funny guy. He told a story about the Jimmy Butler Timberwolves practice. The infamous practice where he took the third stringers and beat the starting five. He talked about his beef with Tracy McGrady. And then he talked about him trash talking Steph Curry. And to no avail because Steph Curry ends up lighting him up. So on this podcast, on this same episode... He tells them that James Harden is better than Dwayne Wade. According to him, Dwayne Wade had Shaq. Shaq was still very serviceable, that's for sure, and very vital to them getting a championship. But we all know it was Dwayne Wade's team. Make no mistake about it. Then he brings in LeBron. That Dwayne Wade never really been by himself, and when he was, the team was trash. So, Jeff T, you should know better, kind of taking a line from Stephen A, but he should know better than comparing Dwayne Wade with Harden because of the sacrifices that Dwayne Wade made when LeBron got there. He had to sacrifice his game in order to acquiesce to LeBron. He could have averaged more, but he sacrificed his game so LeBron can be the Batman, if you will, to his Robin. In doing so... That allowed them to win two championships and go to a third final. So that right there in a nutshell. I can go through the numbers. I could go through Harden's numbers. 
He's been in the league 14 years. He's already scored over 4,000 more points than Wade. Oh, by the way, he's won three scoring champ. He's a 10-time All-Star, seven times All-NBA. He has an MVP award. He has a Six-Man of the Year award. And he's led the league in assists twice as well. So, individually, you get no argument from me. I mean, Harden has the better numbers. But if you were to ask somebody, who's the player you want in the foxhole with you? Nine people out of ten will say Dwayne Wade. That's just the facts of it. And the fact that Wade is also a two-way player, he can defend as well. Give me Dwayne Wade all day and twice on Sunday. But, like I said, Jeff Teague, who actually ended up winning a championship, so he knows what it takes. He knows the sacrifices it takes to get there. So for him to say that Harden's the better player, <laughs> on paper, sure. Sure, if you want to say on paper, but we know there's intangibles that goes with playing the game, and Dwayne Wade had those intangibles. So that's my defense of Dwayne Wade against these unnecessary strays that he was catching from these guys. So that's that bit of news. Julia Serving. <laughs> Julius Irving, he goes on a podcast with Joy D'Angela. She's a social media influencer. He goes on her podcast. And it's two things that kind of caught the eye of people. He talked about the current climate of player empowerment. This is his quote. These guys, since prisoners are running the show and not the war. First of all, let's stop there. Julius Irving. One of my heroes when I started watching basketball. One of my heroes in terms of basketball players I've loved and watched until Bernard King came along and kind of put my focus there on him. But definitely one of my early heroes, Dr. J. But this phrasing here, I can't go along with that, Doc. We've heard that used as a weapon on players previously for you to go there not very wise so that's my critique as far as that goes let me continue with what he said it's just where a star player on a team is like oh screw the city and all the support that they've given me and i'm going south i'm going to florida i'm going to la i'm going to texas or i'm going somewhere else these decisions and their business decisions and i understand but they have not helped the game they have not helped keep parity within the game when you build these super teams. That's his comment in that regard. And he was really kind of focusing in, well, let me continue, then you can get the gist of it. However, he feels differently about Dame Lillard. And this is what he said in that regard. Wherever he goes, he probably will finish his career because of his age and the fact that he's played 12, 13 years, and he wants a chance at winning a championship, and he doesn't think he can get it in Portland. So that's a good reason to leave. But a guy, 26 or 27, just want to hop around. How many times have Kevin Durant hopped around? So it seems his ire is more towards Kevin Durant than it is to Dame Lillard. And to be fair, 
Kevin Durant pretty much axed out of one situation, and that was with the Brooklyn Nets. It just so happens it's in recent memory, so it's fresh in our minds. But any other time he left a situation, OKC, he left as a free agent. Golden State, after his contract was done, he left as a free agent, although it ended up being a signing trade. So I don't really get it in terms of that. But if you want to say you want to include other guys in there like James Harden, like Ben Simmons, and I'll get to them in a minute. I can see that. But to be fair, Kevin Durant only acts out of one situation. Any other time, he honored his contract and stayed the duration. So I got to give Durant a pass on that. So that's what Doc had to say about player empowerment. Now, here's what's getting more scrutiny is his top 10 player lists. And I'll give you his top 10 players. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robinson, Elgin Baylor, and Jerry West. Now, that's five of them, right? What do those players have in common? These are players that Julius Irvin grew up watching play. So, there's an admiration in that regard. Now, the next five... I'll give you is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, and Tiny Archibald. What do those five players have in common? These are players that Julius Irvin competed against. So, everybody's saying, where's LeBron James? Where is Kobe Bryant? Where is Tim Duncan? Where is Steph Curry? He didn't compete against these guys. So his top 10, first of all, Dr. J knows more basketball. All my basketball knowledge fits in a thimble compared to Julius Irvin's basketball knowledge. Let's get that out the way. What I'm saying is, first of all, it's his opinion. And it's funny because I went back and forth with somebody on social media about how can my opinion be wrong if it's my opinion? And this is Doc's opinion. A lot of people can say, oh, he's hating on the new school, this and that. He's just giving you his personal top 10. Is it his all-time top 10? I think you would get a better answer from him if you said an all-time top 10 and not his personal favorite top 10. This seems like a personal favorite top 10 of his. Because again, five of the players he watched play and the other five he competed against. Some people say, oh, why didn't he include Larry Bird? Did you guys see the footage of him with his hands around the neck of Larry Bird? They hated each other. You know, they'll do commercials here and there, whatnot. But there was no love lost between those two. So I'm not really surprised that Bird didn't make his list. You know what's the biggest surprise? That Carl Malone made this list and not Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is somebody he played on the same team with. That's the biggest surprise, guys. That's what seems to be swept under the rug. Why didn't he name Charles Barkley among those top ten? That would be the better question, but nobody's asking that question. Everybody's hung up with, you know, LeBron. They hung up with... Not having Kobe there, Tim Duncan over a Carl Malone. Where was Charles Barkley on this list? 
a guy who he saw, who he kind of mentored a little bit. Why is he not on the list? Eh, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Tiny Archibald. Remember, this was a man who led the league in scoring and in assists in the same season. And a guy who, if injuries didn't beset him, he could very well be amongst people's top five point guards ever. Tiny Archibald was that dude. He was that dude, guys. But again, injuries kind of robbed him of doing you know much better things and then the situation he was in with the kings so he wasn't in the greatest of situations thankfully he eventually later in his career went to boston where he won a championship there but archibald was the truth guys so anyhow a lot of people again attacked him i give him a pass because again this is his personal top 10 list so how can i knock him for his opinion on his personal top 10 so that's just me. Then we have the last bit of podcast hoopla I'll talk about is Austin Rivers. He has a podcast. I forgot to mention him. He has one called Off Guard. He does it with Ringer NBA. So he was critical of Dame and the other players because of the player empowerment sort of deal. And this is what Austin Rivers had to say. Regardless of how good you are as a player, the NBA is not, it's a privilege. If you're a free agent, you can choose wherever you were going to go. That's the business. But when you're not and you sign a deal, that's part of the business. If you get traded somewhere else, you got to go play. He also named guys like James Harden and Ben Simmons. He said it started with these guys doing that and that it's bad for the league. He also has some harsh things to say about the new CBA. CBA that I'm still <laughs> trying to wrap my mind around. And saying that this new deal is top heavy. He doesn't know who agreed to it. You got guys getting $50 million and your mid-level guys getting $2 million. So it's kind of a disparity in that regard. So I hear Austin Rivers on all this. I really do. And I kind of said it myself in terms of the Dame situation. Because, again, he says Miami is his preference. And you don't really get a preference if you don't have a no-trade clause. So you kind of have to go where the team sends you to go. And I'll get into that when I talk about the other news also. Which will be in another episode. Because this one went a little longer than I thought. But anyhow... But with me agreeing with Austin Rivers and everything, here's my kind of caveat to that. Austin Rivers, you actually refuse, you yourself refuse to go to a place. When you got traded along with Kelly Oubre, you got sent to Phoenix. This was around 2019. You and Kelly Oubre got traded there for Trevor Ariza. And you didn't want to go there because you said you was used to being in the playoffs. You've been in the playoffs five straight years. You wanted to go to a playoff team. And at the time, Phoenix was kind of in a rebuilt sort of role. So you didn't want to go to that situation. And eventually, Phoenix understood and they waived you. And you went to Houston where you was able to be with James Harden and those guys over there. So I agree with the message. But the messenger has kind of a questionable history there when it comes to that. But I hear him. I understand. 
But he's he's right in that regard. I mean, you sign the deal, you got to honor the deal. That that's just the bottom line of it. So, so on that note, I'm going to end this episode here. Like I said, I got other news. I'm going to put it in another episode. So, all right, guys. So that is it. I thank you for listening as always. Of course, you know what to do. All things basketball with GD.com. Also on YouTube, I'm there. All the podcast platforms, social media, I'm all over the place. Twitter, you know me and Twitter's at odds, but IG, you can catch me there. My Facebook page, I'm active there. So, all right, guys. So, like I said, I'll bring another episode where I bring you the other news. All right. Until then, we'll talk soon, guys. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.